Hello, and welcome to Free My Mojo podcast number three. Number three, number three, number three. We are so excited that freemymojo.com is up and running, and we are on iTunes, and uh, we are so grateful. And we have a Free My Mojo Facebook page. So like us, like us, and share the message, share the word. We're really excited to be here. So we are talking about be emotionally fluent, be emotionally fluent. And that is number three. So as usual, I'm going to break it down. So we're going to break it down. Three words, be emotionally fluent. And I think the first word is so powerful. It's a very short two letter word, be. And what be means is literally that you are in the moment, which is what we talked about last time. And B means you're not thinking about it. You're not worrying about it. You're being. You are in it. You are being this thing. And one of the greatest things we can do during the day is say to yourself, you know, how am I being? Like if you're in a meeting or if you're talking to someone or you're with someone, say, how am I being? Like you're with your loved one and you realize I'm being on my phone or I'm being distracted. So the first part of this phrase is be, and it really just means that. It's a verb to exist in that moment. So you're being. So be emotionally fluent, emotionally. Geez, there's a loaded word. So our culture is extremely geared towards thinking. We're very, very much about thinking, and we're very, very much about doing. And those are ideas, and those are activities, and those are things, and those are great. But one of the things that we're not really good at is being curators of our feelings. And a curator, as you know, in a gallery or in a really nice um, art shop, the curator in the museum is the person whose job it is, is to look out for the well-being of the valuable art. So the curator of your emotions means that you are the person who delicately acknowledges and handles your emotions. So emotionally. So be emotionally fluent. Third word, fluent. I grew up in Ireland, as many of you know, and growing up in Ireland, we had to learn other languages. Uh, so I learned French and German and Gaelic, uh, being in Ireland, and of course English. Uh, when I came to the United States as a teenager, most Americans didn't learn another language, though there are many, many people here who are bilingual because they came from other countries. So fluency means you are comfortable with a language to the point where you can speak it easily and you can understand it. And so what we've done here is we've put emotionally fluent together. And so what that means is being emotionally fluent means that you are versed in the language of your feelings. In other words, you can identify your feelings, you can know your feelings, and you can speak from your feelings. Now, this is very delicate because what I am saying here is not that you go on and on and on about how you feel, because honestly, that's what a therapist is for. And if you'd like to keep your friends, you should get one. If you need to talk about your feelings in depth like that, you should get a really, really good therapist. In fact, think of the healthiest person you know and ask them, who's your therapist? Did you have a therapist? 
And then you will find their therapist and go to their therapist because that's what I did. And I spent a couple of years in therapy and it was an incredible experience. And I, a uh, huge shout out to Jane Young Hill, who is at janeyounghill.com for really helping me out of a rut that I was stuck in. So if you find yourself in a situation that you check in with your feelings and your emotions are stuck or frozen or just not going anywhere or you're uncomfortable with them, then it's really important that you spend the time to take care of yourself, your emotional health, and your mental health. And then the other thing is, is to just really learn to observe the emotions that you're feeling. In other words, by being emotionally fluent, you have to practice what all great spiritualities in the world talk about, which is detachment. You have to learn to say, wow, I woke up and I feel great. Yay. Or wow, I woke up and I'm a little grumpy. Or wow, I woke up and I already feel confused. So all you're doing in being emotionally fluent is observing that emotion. You're just noting the emotion. You're not fixing it. You're not changing it. You're not telling everybody about it. You don't have to post it on Facebook if you don't want. All you have to do is acknowledge it within yourself that this is how I am feeling. And just observe it. And then go on about your life. And check in with yourself again an hour later. So how am I feeling now? Well, you know, I'm feeling a little better. Well, you know, I'm feeling a little tired. And you adjust your sail accordingly. The point of all this is that you are not a robot. You are not a machine. Hopefully you are not so heavily medicated or checked out that you actually have a range of emotions. Uh, Pixar did an incredible job with that movie Inside Out where they had all these characters. If you haven't seen it, it's so worth seeing. They had all these characters who played different emotions and they all worked together to um, be there for this little girl to make her her day go through the day. And of course, um, spoiler alert here, the point of the movie is that, you know, we can't just be joyful all the time. We have other emotions that we need to feel. So a really healthy person operates from a whole range of emotions and not just one emotion. I, when I was younger, I had this illusion that I was going to work really hard in my spirituality and my intellectualism, and I would get a PhD, and I would meditate, and then I would get to this Zen spot, and in that Zen spot, I would never feel a negative emotion again, that I would always feel good, that I would always feel happy, and that was so naive, and I don't even know where I got that from. I kind of made it up, but if you're out there and you're just wondering, wow, how come I don't feel good all the time? Well, I just think it's because you're smart. I think you don't feel good all the time because there are some things in life that make you feel bad. Uh, I recently found out about a friend that passed away. And of course, I felt devastated in that situation when I found out about her loss. And I think that's appropriate. I think you need to realize that you don't just want to paint from one color on your palette. Your emotions are represented by many colors. And those colors are okay. And, you know, the other thing is sometimes a feeling that you're stuck in is really a reaction to a circumstance that's temporary. I have a good friend who's going through a divorce at the moment, and she told me she was so upset because she really hates her ex-husband right now. And I said, well, that's normal. Of course, you, you know, you'll feel that way for a little bit, but hate is not sustainable. In other words, You just can't go on hating somebody indefinitely. It may take 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years, but at some point you just realize, you know, resentment is taking poison and thinking the other person is going to die. 
So if you find that you check in with yourself and you could do this like at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, check in every hour with yourself and say, what am I feeling? And when you check in with yourself and you ask yourself, what is this emotion I'm feeling? You're going to learn to really be in touch with yourself. Think about how disconnected many of us get in a day when if we look back on our day and we say, what did I do today? What did I eat today? Who did I talk to today? We could answer those questions, but can we really answer the question, how did I feel today? If, if the person closest to you in your life, in your relationship wants to really know you and wants to experience intimacy with you, if you can't acknowledge your own feelings, then how are they going to acknowledge your feelings? I had that dramatic pause there because truly we get upset with people in relationships because we're like, oh, they don't understand me. They don't listen. Uh, we get upset with our boss. We get upset with our coworkers. We get upset with our children. We get upset with our relatives. And, and we get upset about things when in truth, we're not even doing it ourselves. So who's responsible for our emotions? Well, here's the bad news and the good news. The good news is we are responsible for our emotions. The bad news is we are responsible for our emotions. So that's a double-edged blade because on one hand, no one is responsible for making you happy and no one can make you happy. And on the other hand, no one gets to make you miserable either. No one gets you to hate them. That's a choice that you make. So to a certain degree, yes, a feeling is a feeling an emotion is an emotion. But on the other hand, one of the things that you have to be aware of is if you don't like that emotion, then you can change and pick another emotion. So number one question, how am I feeling? Number two question, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? Like I was getting ready to do this podcast and I took a shower and I made a hot cup of tea and I put on a dress that I like and I put on these boots that I really like. Why? I'm doing a podcast. No one can see me. I brushed my hair because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better. So one of the things I want you to do as an exercise is to say, how do I feel? Number two, how do I want to feel? And number three, what's going to get me to feel better than this? Now, if your answer to that is a substance, you might want to look at yourself. If your answer to that is another human being, you might want to look at yourself. Because the truth of the matter is, you are the curator of your emotions. It is your job to design your life in such a way that there are things in your life that make you feel better. Like when I'm doing this podcast, I have a little owl character who's next to the microphone and the little owl character represents wisdom. And uh, owls are really cool because they can turn their heads all the way around and they're not possessed. So I really love owls. But the point is, is that if owls make you feel better, then get an owl, watch owls. Um, one of the things that I do, and it sounds really kind of silly, but when I get really upset about things, I watch cute videos of baby animals. And if you are friends with me on Facebook, every couple of days, I am going to post an incredibly cute little animal doing something. And I'm sure people are like, why does that woman with a PhD post these animals that are really cute? Why? Because I get tired of all the hatred and I get tired of all the hating and I get tired of all the negativity and the demanding and the, I just get so dragged down by the negativity that one of the things I am committed to is that I want to feel 
good. I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel good about the world. And that is really why I created Free My Mojo. I created Free My Mojo because I was tired of how many people felt that they were suffering and that they were suffering alone. And that's why I created this. And I hope that in some way you can forgive yourself your shitty, crappy emotions. If you feel really sad, then let yourself be sad. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like laughing, laugh. If you feel like you need to talk to someone, open up, ask, talk to somebody. Your emotions really matter. You matter. How you feel matters. Surround yourself with people who care about the way that you feel, who acknowledge you, and and start by modeling that behavior to others. Take the time when you see someone and, and look at them and really look at them and say, how are you feeling? And wait and see what they say. Start being present to yourself and then start being present to other people. One of the things I find is that people frequently come to me with negative emotions and they come to these, me with these negative emotions and I say, yeah, wow, I can see why you feel like that. That sucks. I don't try to tell them how to fix it. I don't tell them how to change it. I just acknowledge the way that they're feeling. So do that for yourself. Be that to yourself. As someone who does a beautiful job talking about this is a man named Jeff Foster. And if you don't know his work, check out his books and also his um, his uh, speeches and presentations are online. And Jeff Foster talks about emotions like little birds that come to visit. And the bird is like, tweet, tweet, you're a fraud. Tweet, tweet, you're the greatest. Those are just little birds. And the emotions are that way as well. So check in. How do I feel? How do I want to feel? What is going to help me get to where I need to feel? And make a decision. Make a choice. I want to go through life and I want to feel. And then insert that word about the way that you want to feel. And my wish for you is that you live your life from a place of intention and that you live your life with life design that gives you the emotions you really want to feel. So we want to hear from you. If you'd like to send us a message, check in with us, let us know what you think. Uh, How you feel matters and don't think it doesn't. Never, ever, ever, ever discard or discount or ignore the way that you feel. There is nothing more important than your emotional well-being. So be a really, really good curator of that. So we are sending you much love from Free My Mojo Studios, and we will be back with you again for Free My Mojo podcast number four coming up really soon. Take care.